Hello everyone out there in podcast land, this is Severin and Ambrosia and welcome to another episode of the original Designated Drinkers, the podcast where we dive deep into drinking one libation at a time. Today's podcast is brought to you by Fernet. Fernet. Um, so today we're going to switch things up and we're going to do things a little different. Usually we come on here, we nerd out, well they nerd out. The, the ambrosia and the guests nerd out I just kind of listen and, and get ready for this test that I know I'm going to have to take in the next episode where I arrive but it's always open book it's, it's open book open bottle I'm with it so I, today's episode we're going to kind of cut loose a little bit we have somebody here um, that's near and dear to our hearts and isn't repping anything but herself Ayo. with that like that so um it's, it's, it's not a lot of introduction that we need to do other than introduce yourself so how are you oh i'm good you and know, tell us who true, you are in, oh sorry my name is kat okay um, and in true you know industry fashion you know running 30 minutes late because of getting off a stupid shift so you know we're gonna deep true we're to gonna brand. deep true dive to into bartending here tonight oh, this is what i feel go. like i've do. got shit to say man let's go yes that's what that's <laughs> what we here for so um kind of tell us who you are who you represent just loosely give us give our listeners um who we're talking to today um so like i said my name is kat um i've been in the industry for oh God, like 10 years or so uh bartending for the last like six i used to work with ambrosia at the northman woo woo. Woo woo. um R.I.P. and then over at fountainhead r.i.p r.i.p oh, oh it was a rough year um so now i'm over at bitter pops in the lakeview roscoe village area you know just helped open their tap room and over at the foremost Lou Malnati is over in the Wrigley building. So I'm doing the whole corporate versus non-corporate thing. Mm-hmm. And I drink a lot of Fernet. You drink like a, a lot, lot of, of Fernet. Fernet. Okay. Um, we had you, we have all of our guests when they come through, fill out a bio for us. And yours, I feel like, just represents, it's like the truth for real. I feel like a <laughs> lot of people just put a representation of themselves up. But you pull a... I feel Fernet is a good representation of me, and it amazes me how many parallels can be drawn between myself and booze that I didn't even like at first. Honestly, I don't have much involvement in things outside of the service industry, and I'm not always the most palatable at first, but at the end of the day, my job is to just bring people together and get them real drunk. And I'm damn good at my job. So, Amen. like, that's a <laughs> quote, and I love that. That is so awesome that you said and and that you feel like that. So you kind of gave us your work ah, rundown of where you're from and where you represent and everything. And you wanted to drink some Fernet, and Brosia said she know all about Fernet. She said even though this is not going to be a nerd episode, I'm still nerd out on us. So... <laughs> You're so not excited, but so crack open this bottle. First. Yeah, I was. I was excited. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, I was, like, um, I was promised when filling this out that we were going to start with a cheers and a shot, and I'm like, we've already been doing this for like 45. We've seconds. already been talking way too long. Like, come on, man. Okay, let's, go. let's get down to business. Let's get down to business now. Um, for ne- now, it's another thing I have to do. I, I gave two now, so that might count for a negative now. You're doing but- great. You're doing great. <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. This is your start off with the shot. 
Oh, she wasn't playing. She took it as a shot. Now, I, this I is... I panicked. I didn't know what else to do. This is a digestif, correct? It is. Okay. Um, that's supposed to make your belly feel better, right? Yes. Okay. It's now, like after that big Thanksgiving dinner, you're like, I need a cigarette and a shot of Fernet. Th- there that's, you go. They, I can taste how that would go together. Even though <laughs> I don't smoke cigarettes, I can taste how that would marry. Um, one thing I always do with every bottle that we have come through the door, I have to describe what the bottle is for the lay listener, for somebody who doesn't know what it is that they're looking at. So, so for the record, this is Fernet Branca. This is Fernet Branca. Oh, the superior Fernet. We'll get, into, we'll get into that. And I'm I was just purist. about to say, they're going to tell me the difference clearly between Fernet and Fernet Branca. But Fernet Branca, at the top, it's a tall green bottle. Fernet Branca, Miliano Fontano, no, Fontana, no, Fontanelle. Hold on. Fontanella. I, I was just talking about before. It's looking like I'm going to need readers. 1845. I have to like almost squint when I read these bottles. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> for, that, that was Ambrosia offering me some glasses. No, thank you. Casa Fontanelle. 1845. Branca has an eagle sitting on top of a globe with a bottle of Fernet. And it's just flying, doing its thing. Um, Fernet Branca. Authentic. Amaro made in Italy. Oh, I got to change my whole accent. I was doing French. That's I, safe to assume. I didn't know. I didn't know it was Italian. I've, I think I've gotten you uh, pretty Frenchified. You got me Frenched out. Uh, yeah. I need to get, <sighs> go to my, my Italian. Fratelli. <laughs> Fratelli Ali. Branchiaca. Distillery. Miliano via Barletto. Vincenzo alla Cesa di Estamiso. Afritili Bronco Aceoli Chi posing yeso la originale formula di produzione. My favorite part about this whole thing is that whatever you're saying is supposed to help the layman <laughs> understand what you're reading. I'm just reading what's on here. Like, I know exactly what you're reading, and I still have so many questions. Del Fermiso, Fernet Branca. Now, just because I'm the reading person doesn't mean that I'm good at it. <laughs> Um, sensational Spider-Man. No. Oh, I'm supposed to say Sensational Spider-Man when we start Sensational Spider-Man. Sensational Spider-Man. That means okay. I'm still able to read. Well. Read and drive. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> ne Asiano La Hitialo Qualetia. Grese El Prezico. You're still going. Trasmo La Guienta De Ligue. Enfinate Nocturale Ed Escate De Suprubiate Aromia. Fernando Bracco, Casto, Ed de Prezetto, Intudiato, Il Mandado, Per, Ooh, Le Cisliante, Dele, <laughs> Suziate, and then somebody wrote over the rest of it. And I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna torture anyone else's ears with the rest of this. I think me and Kat need a shot for that. Um, I feel like we earned it. I feel like we earned it. But he's holding the bottle hostage, is the thing. Oh, so. I forgot it was shots. Here, let me, um, <laughs> Let me pour for you. I'm sorry. I am holding the bottle hostage. I apologize. <laughs> so many things just happened. So many things. All right. Just continue. All the things. Yeah. You can I'm go gonna back finish about up. your business now. Um, imported by Bronca USA Incorporated, New York, New York. Bitters. 39% alcohol by volume. Um, nothing on the back except for Miliano. Um... 
and it looks like a place where they make booze at. So, excellence knows no oceans, no frontiers. Contains caramel color. All right. With that being said, tasting notes time, but I'll go last. Okay. Well, first I want to uh, take it back a little bit. Okay. Um, so, an amaro is the Italian term for bitter. Amaro is typically produced by macerating herbs, roots, flowers, bark, or citrus peels in alcohol, either neutral spirit or wine. Mixing uh, that filtrate with a sugar syrup, so like a simple syrup, and then allowing it to mature in and age in casks or in the bottles. So Amaro refers to Italian-produced bitter liqueurs, but in Europe it holds no legal designation. So the EU does not recognize that Amaro can only be used in Italy. Uh, so there are a lot of American producers that are making um, Fernets. Uh, and uh, it's typically, so t- Fernet specifically is typically more dry than an Amaro is. So I brought another Amaro here for us just to see the difference in these two products. So what I brought was uh, Chinar. And um, I'll let Sev go ahead with the bottle. Okay, Chinar. I feel like you're making fun of me now. I feel like no, absolutely not. We would never. Absolutely would. I'm, I'm with it. Hey. I'm a nice person sometimes. Sometimes. I'm, I'm with it. Like I said, I'm here to be made fun of. It won't be the first time. It definitely won't be the last time. Um, Chinar. 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 See, exactly. I already messed up. Um, Rosetta Originale liqueur. 16% alcohol by volume. Volume product of Italy. One liter. And it just gives some recipes on the back. This and cola. This makes a Manhattan um, with rye whiskey. Uh, two ounces rye whiskey. Um, three, three quarters ounce of red vermouth. One Marciano cherry. That's all it is to it. It's easy, breezy, beautiful. Chinar is great, too. Like, whenever you're in the mood for a shot of Fernet, but you're like, mm, I've already had 15. Maybe I shouldn't have another. Chinar is great because it's lower in ABV, but still has that same little uh, bitter flavor that you're looking for. Right. So it's in the Amaro category, but it's different from Fernet's. Because it is a lower ABV, it's going to be slightly sweeter. I like that you just poured that shot and we're like, yeah, cat's going to need another little splash. <laughs> um, and it's also, it's made from artichokes. That's what I forgot to mention. It's, it's on the bottle. It's an artichoke right on the bottle. Mm-hmm. So, I know most spirits and liqueurs are made from something, but is there anything else that's made from something so interesting as artichoke? Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they get crazy with these Amaris. They add whatever they got lying around. I'm sure there's olives in some of these things. So Ugh. if we're looking Ugh. at uh, how this all got started and, and when it was happening, it was happening uh, at, back in the Roman times, Roman days, and the it was the... <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need just a, an Instagram for just four Seb's faces. Don't worry when this show gets going a little bit more, because we need sponsors. Let me smell it one more time. Yeah. We're going to have, like, the faces of Seb. I have... I like it. I, I have cameras coming, and the, the show is going to be live in a little while, so... There we go. That's tight. Something to look forward to. Oh, great. Uh, so I'll shower next time. Yeah, I was like, I guess I have to shower now. Oh. All right. I showered at no some point, I think. 
We work too much. I work today. <laughs> you do you. Uh, so, um, the uh, the the monks are are starting to make these products, and uh, they're taking them and starting to produ- to produce them for a greater audience. Uh, but ingredients in things like fernets usually include things like myrrh, rhubarb, chamomile, cardamom, aloe, and saffron. Sometimes it's grape distillate, sometimes it's neutral grain distillate. Uh, but the first ever Fournette formula was designed by an Italian doctor, he's called Dr. Fournette, who built a secret recipe of over 50 herbs and botanicals. Of course, I'm not gonna disclose that because gatekeeping keeps your brand safe. Sounds like Coca-Cola. I'll get there. Oh. I got our pop sommeliers. There's more. I got our pop sommeliers in thought today. Okay. I've been thinking about our pop sommeliers every day. None of you have come out. None of you have messaged us. Bastards. So, um, in 1842, uh, the Milan-based Felice Fittone. <laughs> you missed it. You missed oh. the face. He pre-gamed. He took All right, let's do it. Right. Here we go. Chinar. It's oh, you okay. hate it. It's going to be okay, I promise. You're doing great. Here's the dump. <laughs> what Plus, don't you like about it? Tell me what you don't like about abuse it. abuse right there. Oh, my God. That tastes like... It's like caramel colored water with rubbing alcohol inside of it. What? With that same artichoke just squeezed and wrung out like a sponge from dirty dishwater in what? there. That is terrible. I love it. It tastes like pop to me. It, it does. Like this it is like flat soda. Yeah. No. no. But see, when I'm hungover, all I want is a flat soda. Yeah. Hell yeah. Flat soda tastes like shit. <laughs> okay, we listen, gotta ask I the might pop sommeliers. I'm a nice person, but I'm still a garbage person. No. Like, <laughs> we need to ask the pop sommeliers. We cannot rely on you to do this. You're uh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please. I feel um, like you have PTSD now. I, I already had it before this, and it, it just made it reenact and or, or re recant. regurgitated. Yes. No. Please don't give me that anymore. No more. All right. Got it. So in 1842, uh, Felice Vitone, he modified the formula and uh, to be more palatable and sold it as Fernet Vitone. So we have Dr. Fernet, we have Fernet Vitone. Three years later, uh, Ber- I wish I had your Italian accent, Bernardino Branca uh, <laughs> at the- Just uh, think of the Godfather as you do it. I've never seen the Godfather. Don't do that, don't, I don't want the, I, Okay, in fairness, I neither have I. I. I didn't do anything. I was like, anticipating. You've never seen the Godfather? No, no, no. I didn't do anything. Every time. Every it's, time. It's, it's, not, it's not even me. It's the listeners that we're pitching to that will So everyone out there. You. It's not me. No, I have not seen the Godfather. You know, just take a shot of Fernet. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. This too shall pass. We don't need to watch the Godfather. It's fine. This podcast is six hours long because we just watched The Godfather. <laughs> we just <laughs> react to Godfather. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, so Fernet Branca was, uh, came three years later, right? Right. So now we have all of these different types of Fernet is what I'm trying to get at. So there's Fernet Angelico. There's Fernet Francisco. There's Fernet Negroni. Fernet Amaro, which is made by Luxardo. Like Fernet Branca is the Branca house. Fernet doesn't mean that it's Branca, but because it's become the Kleenex or the Hoover, it is now Fernet. When you think about Fernet, you think about Fernet Branca. Okay. I personally do not like Fernet Branca, but I'm gonna do it for cat's sake. 
I I knew that, after but she, it hurts me to hear you after say she it out brought, loud. After she brought that to us, oh my goodness. Oh, I, I mean, I just, I, it's not my preferred. Okay. But I'm a trooper. Now, doesn't this come in like, the bottle I just described, this is a 750 milliliter bottle. Correct. Don't they come in little small shooters like... Airline? Yeah. Isn't that how they regularly Everything comes serve? in airline, except in the city of Chicago, you cannot sell an airline legally on an off-premise. Okay. I thought I've had this or something to this effect, uh, digestif, as a little small shooter. Are you thinking about Underbergs? Because I have those in my purse, oh, too. Oh, Bergs. I'm just... You got Bergs? Of course I have Bergs Can I in see my it? purse. Get yeah. Bergs. Yeah. We're going to Berg. To see if that's what I'm talking about. And this I is, only have two, but I will sacrifice and take a shot of Fernet. That way Seb can have one. Uh, so Underberg is, or Unterberg, is the German equivalent to an Amari. Okay. And then Shina Shina is an equivalent in, there it is. Yes, I came that, is what I was, that, that is exactly what I was talking about. That means about that, that I have seen. taught you right, Seb. You've done <laughs> Bergs with me. Oh, I thought you were talking to me because I had them in my purse, but okay, I'll just go fuck myself. That's fine. I get it. Whatever. <laughs> I did also teach you right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so this is the German version of it, and we can talk about that. Uh, just real quick, so then I want to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, let me get this out, and then I'm going to shut the fuck up. Uh, so typically this is drank either at room temperature or with ice. Uh, but so the Itali so these guys, they had a started a cult following internationally. And in South America, did you know that Argentina can per, uh, consume 70 per 75% of all Fernet that is being made? Argentina? My, my best friend is from Argentina and she will never let me live it down if I don't. If I don't acknowledge that, you don't shout yes, them out. and uh, yes, Augustina, hey Augustina, yeah, mm -hmm, we're drinking this for you. But uh, Fernet and Coke is their jam. Right, they don't drink it straight. Fernet and Coke. Fernet and Coke. Which I'm mad actually works. Like I really wanted her to be wrong and be like, "This is fucking stupid." No, Just it's take fucking a delicious. Shot. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, it's a thing. So it's become their unofficial uh, national drink. Their official drink is yerba mate, which is a tea, but. Um, with that said, they consume it with Coke and being the biggest consumers of Coca-Cola in the world. Yeah, seems aggressive. Because seems like they like drink it with Fernet. Yep. So they have they actually consume more Coca-Cola than anyone else out in the world. Because Pops Malier's because they mix it with Fernet. I only ever drink soda or any sort of pop when it's with booze, so I get that. And the last thing I'm gonna to touch on, and I swear I'm gonna shut the fuck up, is that in 2008, the San Francisco and Bay Area accounted for 25% of the US consumption of Fernet. That's me, I lived there. That was me, I did that. You drank all of it on your own? All of it. Oh my Yo, God. we drank so much that we got coins made for our town. <laughs> our town is only like 75,000 people, man, and they made us Fernet coins because they're like, hey, you're a gang of alcoholics, here, have a Fernet coin. You're keeping us Shit was wild. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. So in California, it was introduced in the 1800s, and it's cured a foothold during Prohibition because it was marketed as a medicinal cure-all for things from, like, they marketed it to pharmacies from anywhere from, like, anxiety to cholera, right? And so it grew in popularity from bartenders in the early 2000s, late 1900s. And that was not me. It, <laughs> I was not around that. It then. was the bartender's handshake. If you walked in and asked for a Fernet shot, 
it meant you were industry. You're one a of us, A bartender handshake. And then when the hipsters took it over, bastards, it, it became like a thing. But so this is the history of what Fernet is doing in this country, in other countries. They actually have a distillery outside of Italy. The first one that's ever done in Amaro outside of Italy uh, because of the high volume that they're doing for Argentina. I'm done. Go ahead. You say that now, but you, I know I've got you'll more be back. I, yeah, you say that now. So, I'm done. Has seven more pages of text. Exactly. <laughs> so what I took away from all of that is I go to Argentina. I'm going to be drinking for net for the entire time that I'm there. And yep. Coke. And Coke. Because mm-hmm. they consume so much Coke and they put it with it. I can kind of see how... You would think they wouldn't go together, but they do. And you know what else it made me think of a little bit was Dr. Pepper. Um, I love Dr. Pepper. And it, it just made me think of it made me think of that. And when you're a pop sommelier such as myself, who can taste the difference between all? Oh, you're brown, now claiming a pop sommelier. I can bold, taste bold the statement. I can taste the difference between all brown pops. So now you're now you're you're just dropping this. And what episode is this? Um, I think I said this in another episode. I'm just don't like to claim it as much because then I feel kind of unbougie. Uh, we can talk about bougie later. Wow, I was calling you bougie before. That, that I feel I feel a bit unrefined when I talk about. But I can tell you the difference between Coke, Pepsi, RC, Cola. We're doing a blind tasting. Um, I finally found, hey, all you listeners, I just found our pop smell again. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to do can, blind tasting. I can taste the difference between all those different pops. And I think that this would taste great with a Dr. Pepper. Okay. I'm excited mm. to see what you think of this Underberg. Oh, I'm supposed oh, to do this gonna now? Oh, you're going to hate it. Okay. So the thing with Underberg, it's a whole thing. So open up the top. Open up the top. If you could describe what you're doing right now. I'm opening up the top of a bottle that looks like a little blunt. You're doing a great job. Or a big blunt. So open it up like this and put a cape on it. And it has a cape on it now. So now no, I you got to bend it backwards. Schmert. Thanks so for it has the a cape, cape. So you Now take, it looks like a mini 40. So <coughs> take your pinchers. Okay. Pinchers. Oh, Invert I guess them. I got to line up my shot for myself. Yes. Invert them. Invert take your pinchers, invert them, and grab the cape. Grab the cape. Yeah. Yep. And put your pinky underneath the bottle of the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, there it is. Nailed All it. Right, so when you open it up, what you're gonna do, it's like Heinz ketchup. If you don't hold it at 45 degrees, it's not going down. Okay. So gotta hold it at the right angle. Some people put like a little cocktail straw in it to help the airflow, but those people are cheaters. They're whips. Okay. Those I said what words. I said. Shots fired. Challenge. Shots, Shots fired. Shots Come fired. at me, bro. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, here's Cheers. to Underberg. Thank you so much, Ayo. Kat. I'm going to be hammered in like 10 minutes. It's going to be awesome. You I'm gonna be, that's how long I'm it takes. I'm going to be blacked out sending you up texts at like 6 p.m. and then like <laughs> in bed by 8. That's I'm how so long excited. it took for that to come out. It tastes just like black licorice. Exactly. Yeah. Just like black licorice. So this is the Amari category that I'm talking about. Okay. We're talking about things that are bitter, things that are herbaceous, things that Thank are uh, in the medicinal quality. Okay. So with all of my bullshit out of the way, because I got to stay on brand. <laughs> 
You're not bro if you don't just like spout if some you don't nerd just knowledge. nerd off, yeah. right? Yeah, you, I'd be I'd be worried about you, honestly. Exactly, I'd be worried about you. So, how did you find Fred? Oh man, I think I took my first couple of shots over at Casey's Tavern like ten years ago, probably, but I didn't start drinking Fernet like on purpose until I moved to California, where I lived in the Bay Area. Um, and that's what everyone drank there was Fernet because we were all industry. It's what we did. And I hated it at first. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Can I just go back to my shots of Jameson? And I know I'm a dirtbag because Jameson is Jameson, but it has a special place in my heart. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but I always tell people, like, you don't really start liking Fernet until you've had, like, three bottles Everyone's like, okay, you dumb bitch. I'm not committing that much money to liking booze. I'm like, well, okay. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I started drinking because everybody had Fernet coins already. We were all industry. Everyone's like, fuck it. This is what we're doing. We're not going to pour you, like, one shot of Jameson when 15 of us are drinking Fernet. This is why I'm drinking Fernet right now. Mm -hmm. It's because it's the bartender in me. Yep, you're like, I'm not... Taking one for the team. Exactly. Yep. Um, man, there is a significant amount of this bottle. You know what? We're not going to talk about it. Everything's fine. So what bar did you work at in California? Um, so this isn't actually a bar that I worked at. I worked at a few places, um, mostly um, cafes. I was like, my background was in coffee at the time. Um, and I served, I beer tended at an amazing beer garden, um, but this is at my best friend's bar called Jameson's Roaring Donkey, um, where, like, I would go there after a busy-ass, like, sh- breakfast shift. I'd start at 4 in the morning for my coffee shifts. I'd get done at, like, 1, and I would wait outside his bar like a sad little puppy until somebody let me in. They opened at, like, 2, and then I'd be hammered by 3. Like, I would sit, like, before I even met the guy who's now my best friend, I would sit in the middle of his bar because they had Jameson on tap, and the tap was in the middle of the bar. And so I would sit right in the middle in front of the Jameson tap because I knew he didn't like doing shots alone. So he'd come over, he'd pour himself a shot and pour me a shot before he ever knew my name. I was like, there you go, boom. And I'd be hammered within, like, 45 minutes. It was the most efficient and cost effective move I ever made was just okay. sitting in the middle of the bar. Hey, it's all like, about the economics I of the situation. I am poor. Yes. Let's go. I'm with it. <laughs> and then eventually, after a couple of months of this, he's like, why don't you just go like sit with all my friends? And like, they all come here every day too. I was like, all right, fine. And that's when we started drinking Fernet. Was like, yeah, no, the loser's in the middle of the bar. And at the end of the bar, it's all Jameson. Everyone down here, their industry, they drink Fernet. So you felt part of the club drinking for that I did feel like part of the club and I don't think anybody knew my name for like six months until like sitting there with them shooting for net and drinking Budweiser's like it was my job and then finally somebody was like by the way who are you would you like a job Nah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You said they were doing it like it was your job. They were eventually like, would you like a job? (laughs) Right? No, I could... Come be industry for real. I could never work for that bar. The whole town would burn down, and California already has enough issues with that kind of thing. (laughs) Yes, they do. I I had to leave. I was like, this isn't going to be good for anybody involved. I'm I'm with a person that, that recognizes and can realize, yeah, when it's time to... Yeah, yeah. I go back every now and again for a couple of days, and then 
we get white girl wasted and then I leave. I just, you know, leave the place in its embers and I'm like, all right, guys, I'll see you in six months. Burn it down. Adios. So how was your transition coming back from California with Fernet? Um, It was pretty smooth. I mean, like, people here, I feel like there was, like, that weird five-year gap where I was over there. Um, But because I didn't go back to the same jobs people's palates were different but still not as many people here drink it we drink as Malort. over there we do drink malort because we're a different kind of hot garbage here yeah than in california can you uh i would like you to expound upon the uh the uh analytical understanding of hot garbage if you could break <laughs> that down scientifically for me that would be great um n- no <laughs> uh that's a hard no um but, you know, it's like we all have our, like, dirtbag things, right? So it's like, you know, the other day uh, I was texting a coworker of mine, and I was like, man, Budweiser and a shot of Fernet just hits different sometimes. And I work, like, we work, we work at a craft beer bar. Like, we have 20 of the best craft beers. We have retail, all craft, everything, you know, like small business, you know, which is amazing. And it's awesome to support, you know, women owned people of color owned, like, you know, just absolute, like the top of the craft, but a Budweiser and a shot of Fernet just hits different sometimes. And sometimes like, like that bar out in California, I would sit there in front of their tap list. Cause they were all mostly craft too. And I would stare at it for 20 minutes until the bartender was like, you know what, Kat, you're taking too fucking long. And she'd hand me a bottle of Budweiser and be like, this is what you're going to drink anyways. And I was like, you know okay, me so I feel, well. I feel called out. I feel called out. Maybe this time I wanted a, something fancy. They're like, yeah, no, yeah. you're full of shit. Have a shot of Fernet. That makes sense. What's your Budweiser? trash fire, Sev? My trash fire for drinks? Oh. I wasn't expecting or anticipating that question. I I'm have so, so sorry. many. I didn't if you say Long Island iced tea, I'm gonna fight you. No, it's not a Long Island iced tea. Um, this is just what you drink, and then everything goes downhill, right? Like no, when you're like feeling like being a dirtbag. When you're feeling like being a dirtbag, and you just feeling like it's white claw for it's me. It's so many. Oh, I do love me a mango white claw. I you like mango? I'm a mango claw. I'm, I'm definitely all of those into... seltzers taste like flavored spit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so that's when the I want to be a dirtbag, when so I want to no. be a dirtbag, I, I I don't know if I've ever had the feeling where I want to be a dirtbag. I mean, I I Heineken. do. You just admitted this. to like being a sommelier for brown pop. Like yeah, you want right. to be that's a dirtbag dirt sometimes. That's a, that's a dirt yeah, bag you got move. a dirtbag like backbone. I did not know that. I, I, you I, might not have been able to put a I name thought I was to it, but that's a hundred percent what that is. Okay. Well, I mean, there's so many different things I do, and you ever I, sometimes just like order like a pint of Jack and Ginger, and you're like, I don't know why I did this, but I'm gonna do it. Armoretto and Dr Pepper. That no. sounds delicious. It's, Super delicious. No. <laughs> I no, it's it's just after I drink something that and I go a little too hard and go a little too much, and then I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't have done that. It's it's just whatever path I go down, I just keep going. It's like 
you you remember back in the day when you used to have to um, read by you books and you could pick which section or which way you wanted to go with the yeah. book? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would choose pick, your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. That's the word I was looking for. I would choose the worst adventure ever. Same. Just to see where it's going to go. Because Same. I'm like, hey, it's a Same. book. What's this a, couldn't sing, possibly so you have to have it. <laughs> but this happens to me in regular life, not based upon what I drink. I just sometimes go out and say, I'm going to make the worst decisions I can make. So see, what I you're saying is you just generally are a dirtbag. I guess so. <laughs> I don't drink what I, I drink like a dirtbag, but I don't make dirtbag decisions. No, I I do a little of both. I a little of column A, a little of column B. I say, hey, throw caution to the wind. What's the worst, stupidest thing I could say? Yeah. And, then, and that's not fueled by like Jose Cuervo shots, or that's no, just like who you are. I guess so. I, like I don't I even pray, but I feel like I should pray for you. You probably should. I probably. I should. need it. My my mother tells me that all the time. She, just, she <laughs> said I, I pray for you. I said, well, I didn't, <laughs> but <laughs> somebody needs to. If if the, if that's what if that's what's getting me through and has me surviving, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Shout out to all you guys that pray for me. Um, please keep it up. No. For real, though. That's that's the truth. But, uh, so I'd like to switch subjects a little bit. Let's and I it. think the transition should go with... A shot of Fernet? Only the what? folks that want to have one. Not everybody needs Got to have it. one. Got it. Heard Jeff. Uh, <laughs> heard Jeff. Um, so I want to break this by the end of the... I hope there's nobody after me, because I am going to break this whole no, setup here. I can't afford gonna, that. Yeah, Don't. We can't okay, afford I have $5 just, and... We just had this conversation. I'm done drinking for net. taking the bottle away from me. That's a wise choice. I'm I'm gonna. I'll dole them out from now on. So I don't. Thanks, Dad. So I don't be the dirt bag. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I wanted to switch the subject to hospitality. Oh, let's go. So what we do for a living, Kat and I, uh, and Sev to a certain point is that we we give hospitality for a living. We take care of other people, and all of us do. But the hospitality industry, we've been hit super hard. We all knew that we were going to have no way for employment when it got hot. We all knew that we were going to have the Roaring Twenties, because that's what we're in. We all saw this coming. Mm -hmm. And now I'm really worried about not working in a mask, not because of COVID, but because I learned how to shit talk really well under the mask. Oh, it's great. My favorite is when I like wear my black mask and my reflective sunglasses and you're just like full incognito mode. You're like rolling your eyes at people in front of their faces and they're like, oh my God, thanks so much. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. You didn't tip. Yeah. Yeah. You mark um, ass trick. So the, the, the thing that I, I, I wanted to hear your words on is is this hospitality industry that clearly doesn't work. And now we're we're relaunching now into back into the hospitality. Let, and let those of us that are back question. are working eight times harder because only a quarter of us are back. Because we're the yep. stupid ones that came back. So yep. you said the the industry doesn't work. It doesn't work because the people don't work or it doesn't work like something's broken. Something's Both. Broken. Like it it's broken because A, we're not paid living wages, you know, for for bare minimum starters. We have no benefits, no living wages. But then like 
the people that we rely on for our industry, a.k.a. our customers, it's the roaring 20s. There's no rules. And you're just like, you're going up to the tables and being like, hey, guys, I've got a round of drinks for you if you don't mind throwing a mask on for me. And they're like, (laughs) seriously? And they, like, dig through their purse to find their mask. And it's like, you're making me out to be the asshole when really I'm just doing my job and I'm doing the job that was thrust upon me by the CDC. I love this. Yes. So, Let's get all the way into yeah, we're, this. This is, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. And here we go. Here we go. That's, that's those two, not me. <laughs> so we would like been, the record to show that he is being the grown up. Yes. Uh, so the thing about it is that we have been the reinforcers of all of this. That is not a grown-up move, bro. Well, we don't take him right now. He's getting prepared. <laughs> getting prepared. So, we have been the front line of enforcing it. Last summer, I got body checked. Right, at the river? It's I got a whole other ball thrown game. at me. Yeah. I got screamed at. I got assaulted asking people to put a mask on. Which are not your rules. They're not Northmen on the River rules. They're no. the same rules all over the city. But because we have been the front line, and I was just with Asia. Uh, I love me some Asia brothers. Shout I want to be Asia her brothers. when I grow up. Same. Same. Shout out to Asia brothers. Just with her, and I was like, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm done enforcing this. This is not part of my job. No. And if there's one thing that we've learned from this pandemic is that we're not number one. We're not number two. We're not number three. We're not number four. Nobody's a shit about our industry. Not even a little bit. We have been the ones that have been least protected. We have been the ones that have been thrown into it. And we got last option yep. to get the vaccine, even yep. though we're the ones that are enforcing the CDC laws. I, I'm done. I, I'm no, done. Yeah. You, you don't have to be done. You can keep going. I agree with you 100%. I, I, I wish it was more than 100% that I could agree with you. But the thing about it is, is that you guys are out there on the front lines for real in the service industry. And people love, love, love to go out. You can yeah. always look at any time the economy takes a downturn. People find some money in their pockets to go out. Right. You drink they, when you're happy. You drink when you're sad. Like our industry will always be somewhat essential it's like it's not essential in terms of like life-saving but it's essential in some ways but the problem is always an occasion to drink absolutely but but what the problem is is that we don't get paid based off of what our employers pay us we get paid based off of tipping and if you sit in a line for 45 minutes you're super pissed that you sit in in line for 45 minutes and then we don't get tipped well or if you have to keep going to your table and saying Hey, can you put your mask on? Hey, can you put your mask on? Hey, can you put your mask on? They're not now they're you. annoyed with you, and they're, that bottle is closed, sir. <laughs> they're not tipping you because you're, like, your boss is saying, hey, can you make sure whenever your table goes up to go to the bathroom that they start wearing their mask? Hey, make sure they're wearing their mask. Like, you're because listening the boss, to them because the they sign looking, your paychecks. Yeah. But in reality... It's your guests that sign your paychecks. They're the ones tipping you. They're the ones keeping your lights and on. And you're policing it constantly. They're well, not tipping you no more. Tipped. Everybody you're not is. getting paid. Everybody is because you're, like you 
kind of said, you're at the bottom of the totem pole. You have a customer that you're trying to take care of and a customer you're trying to protect at the same time. You have your boss you're trying to take care of and your boss that you're trying to protect at the same time. Because if somebody walks through there, they can shut everything down. And a lot of times when those people have that ability, they take pride in that position. I'm like, yeah, I can tell you what to do. You got to shut it down. Um, so I totally understand and I feel like this is a subject that doesn't have enough light brought on to it. So I'm, I'm all with talking about it and getting it going and everything else. But a, a big thing that I feel like with the masks and everything else, and we're kind of coming off the masks and where we're at now in society and at this place in the pandemic. But what I always said and what I always felt, no matter how you feel about it personally, Personally, if it's going to help someone else and help someone else's business, how hard is it to put something over your face for a little bit of time? You'd be exactly. impressed. Well, a lot of it's, people say it's actually it doesn't, really difficult. It doesn't. For to put well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Tables. That's fine. It it, yeah. it it doesn't have to matter. It doesn't have to mean anything. It's just a piece of cloth. You can wear a bandana. It's not even an N95. If they ask me to put a clown hat on my head to come into not even a nice McDonald's just to get a burger <laughs> and they say hey just to come in put this clown hat on so you can look like Ronald McDonald to get this burger and we doing it because bug beds fly from the sky and that's the only way you cannot have them is to have this clown hat on your head I'll say guess what if that's what makes y'all happy that's fine but a lot of people don't like being told what to do. That's where the end all be all to this whole conversation is. And more times than not, it's these people that don't like being told what to do. And I'm not going to go more into it than that. But But the thing that I I, I agree with you on that, Uh, but I think the thing is, is that our jobs are incredibly difficult. Already, two years two years ago, it was not easy doing what we do. We we can, work very hard. Can I do something? I hate. Yes, I hate this. Do it. No, no, I, I really fundamentally hate when people say this. Like I want to punch them in the face. But I oh, I, I love punching people in the face. But I have to do it for the podcast, and I have to do it for the listener right here in my mind. We got to play devil's advocate. And devil's um, advocate is just the point where people would just want to be disrespectful. I hate that. You say devil's advocate to me, guess what? We, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It's going to be a go problem. Ahead, what would you say to the person to say, you don't have to work in this job? Yeah. So I'm going to answer for like a sentence, and then I would like to hear cats. Oh, no. Why don't I get a different job? This is all I've ever done. One. Mm-hmm. Two, I love serving people. Mm-hmm. I love hospitality. I have a passion to make people excited to, to change someone's experience. If somebody walks into my bar and they've had a shitty ass day and I can turn that around and then they leave with a weight lifted off their shoulders and they can take that and it can echo effect into other f- places, I genuinely love the service industry. I just don't like the system 
of how we operate here in the U.S. Okay, Kat? Um, yes to all of the above. Not all, like, this isn't the only thing that I'm qualified to do. Like, I've done some time in college, but, like, I've, I kind of resolved myself to the fact that, like, I love taking classes. I don't necessarily have a goal, an end goal, where I want to get a degree in a different career. I am one of those idiots that sits here and reads Tolstoy and Dostoyevsky <laughs> for funsies. Like, John from the Northmen, you know, makes fun Shout of me to all the time. Here's to John. Here's to John. He better listen to this. He doesn't have time to. I know. What a loser. Having a family. That's shot time right there. Who the hell poured that? That's what shot the fuck? time right now. Not a that bartender. That was aggressive. Yeah, I didn't try to take the whole thing. That, yeah, well, you know what? Everything hurts and I'm dying. Anyway, you know, I'm, you know, not the highest educated I can be, but, like, I spend my spare time taking literature classes, classic literature classes. I write. I got into Northwestern. Like, I, like I, I'm not an idiot by any means, but this is what I love to do. So why would I bother going and getting a master's degree to become a professor only to decide like so many other people with teaching degrees well the service industry makes more money or I'm happier serving so let me do that I absolutely love this job and I've met amazing people doing what I do you know I meet people traveling from out of you know from wherever the fuck they're traveling you know and exchanging stories some of my best friends shots to Ambrosia you know, Ian of Cobblestone, you know, like all Augustina of Victor Bar, like all of my best friends are in this industry. Why? Because we love booze. We love food. Sure. But it's the camaraderie of like, we just went through it. Like we just went through it. Like hour and a half wait for 15 hours. Let's have a couple of shots and some white claws at the Oakwood. It's like band of brothers type bullshit. You know, it's like the camaraderie between you know, your coworkers or colleagues, whatever you want to call it. Like that bond is ridiculous. It, you don't, and you don't find that in other industries. You know, people talk about their nine to five desk jobs. They can't wait to get out of there and see their real friends. Not us. We clock out. And with those same 10 losers, we just got our dicks kicked in with. We <laughs> go me. to the Oakwood and we get hammered together because yes. we just went through it together. But there's no one else I want to spend time with after a 10-hour shift than those same people. Let wanna, me go on I wanna, a mini rant. I want to hear, hear what you have to say about this. Because <laughs> I agree with you guys. I, I'm with you guys. And I want listeners to hear the passion in your voice. I wish they could see your face. Once we get them cameras up, they are going to be able to see your face. But I want them to see how passionate you are about what you're talking about and what you're speaking about. Because I don't think... The lay person, and not even lay like me that plays that part, that part on this show, understands that. Like, when you go out and you're getting served by someone, you should take That's full... That's a human? It's a human. But just, just for the listeners out there, when someone serves you, they're a human. Well, that's a... That's a just, again, we... A lot of people don't know that. 
I'm just putting that out there. Uh, There's again, actually an actual human again, that is we, serving we you. Had, we, we had this conversation before with our other um, rep that came through when we talked about different ways that people are treat humans. And it's not always necessarily fair. But the only thing I want to say is you have someone serving. You have someone doing something for you. The least, the minimum you could do is tip them at the rate that's suggested by regular society. Society doesn't tell you you have to say thank you, but you say thank you. Society doesn't tell you you have to say you're welcome, but you say you're welcome. The one thing that I feel like people take for granted is putting the cart back. Like... (laughs) Somebody has to get that cart. Yep. If you take the cart back instead of just leaving it at your car for it to hit the next car or for the next person to come up and hit it, and now even in COVID times, you got to wipe off the handle so you ain't getting the same germs unless you're walking through the store with gloves on. And then even if you are working on the store with gloves on, you're still contaminating everything because you're only protecting yourself. It's, it's a long story. All I want people to do is take care of each other like you would take care of yourself and even if you wouldn't take care of yourself even if you are on yourself take care of other people how you would want somebody that you love to be take care of that's 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 all and that's the great thing about people in the service industry is while we are not taken care of by our patrons we are taken care of by each other and that makes it worth it that is what makes it worth it that how many 2 a.m. phone calls have Ambrosia and I shared after, long after we've even worked together? Like, look at you go. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Um, long after we stopped working together, we still have those, like, fuck, I'm miserable, can we talk conversations at 2 in the morning. And that is what your industry people will do. It's this hospitality that makes you an excellent friend. And, you know, sure, mental health in the service industry is a whole other thing where you go above and beyond for other people. That that is an episode. That is an episode we're trying to get into. But, you know, but but it's the fact where you get off a long shift, you know, 10, 12 hours, you've got river taint or you just got your dick kicked in and you're just like, most jobs. I love how you describe both of them. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm it's with like, that. It's like, you know, you, you, most jobs will say, I just want to go home. I, I want to lay down on the couch. I want to, like, get stoned and watch Letter Kenny. And you're like, yes, I want to do all those things. But I want to do them tomorrow. Shots. I want to do that tomorrow. <laughs> right now, I want to go stupid with three other industry people who get it. I want to rip party water like it's my job and I want to smoke an entire pack of cowboy killers. Well, like you said, it's like Band of Brothers and Ambrosia brought up a lot of... She brought party water. Yes! I don't know what that is. You don't know what a party water is? God damn it, bro. How many episodes of this podcast have there been? He doesn't know what a party water is. Are you insulting our podcast because I don't know what party water is? I might be. She's insulting me. I might be. She's insulting me for not informing you. I I might be a little mad. I'm saying bro is a slacker. I know, but you you looking at... No, you're talking to her, but looking at me. Well, because you need to take another shot of Frenette. Is that all I need to do to make you... Okay. And shotgun that party water right now. I don't even know what that is. You don't know how to shotgun a... I don't, don't even know I, what party I know water I is. You. I know I failed you. 
It's a whole other episode. I've got the guest. I've got the guest lined up. We'll do party one. Are we yeah, just going to shotgun like party one? Is there a walk in here? No. Is there uh, a walk in here? No. Can we go shotgun? Okay, party let's get this back on track. Yes, back on track. Yes, back on track. Thing about it is, service industry. Needs to be better taken care of. Y'all need to tip more than what your regularly suggested bill says. If you're not tipping 30% right now, you don't deserve to go out. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue with that either. Um, think about it I is, tip 50. I tip 50%. But that's because you're in the industry. Right. I mean, people My ask standard me all the is time, 50%. What, like, 30% I have, is the standard right now. Right. If you're not tipping 30%, you shouldn't go Well, out. that's not I even worth receipt. I have like 7,000 jobs right now, and one of them is working in Wrigley. I still serve um, at like an old-ass Wrigleyville, um, Wrigleyville bar, and they people ask me all the time, why the fuck would you do that to yourself? I'm like, why? Because opening weekend, opening day... For Cub season this year, I made my rent. I made rent money in one day. Some dude got one Jack and Coke and left me a hundred bucks. That's why I fucking work in Wrigley right now because I'm a crazy person, obviously, and because there's money to be made because some people get it, but then some people will still order a thirty dollar pizza and four beers and then leave you three dollars so it's like that like i said that's that's you know everything starts with a conversation i have thoughts and ideas in my industry and everything starts with a conversation but we're not going to have that complete conversation right now in this podcast we've been talking to you for a while now and we hope you come and talk to us again yeah, in we'll the near future. Yeah, we'll Is there see. anything else you want to add, Kat? Just like a, oh, I don't know. just like a, a last like. What's the last blurb that you want to add? Anything we didn't I touch on? I was not prepared for this. You know, I like to prepare for these things and write seventeen drafts before I say anything. Nah, <laughs> we don't need that. Anything you want to add? We just need you to be you, and you did an outstanding job of doing that. And so. oh, you was amazing. Oh no, I know. <laughs> Oh, what was I supposed to say? Uh, Sensational Spider-Man. Sensational Spider-Man. Sensational Spider-Man. Did I do that right? Mm -hmm. Nah, it was Spider-Man. Nope, it was Spider-Man and Sensational. No, it was Sensational Spider-Man. I know, I'm messing with you. Listen, it was still better than your Italian, all right? So relax. Hey, my Italian was good for a black guy. I mean, (laughs) I'm just saying. You know, there's probably a few black people in Italy, right? A few. Well, yeah, all of those black people. No, they don't exist. That's why I just said, yeah, all of them. Leave me alone. I love you. If I could give, like, one word of advice to any non-industry person that's listening to this podcast right now, I'd say next time you're sitting at your bar and you see, especially if you roll up to a 4 a.m. bar, and you see a gang of industry people walk in and you know their industry because, like, we just wear this, like, I hate everything look. Just buy them around a Fernet. Buy them around. Just buy them around a Fernet. You will make their whole life, their whole life, just buy them around a Fernet. You know what? I don't think we can end it on a better note than that. that So, with that being said, we are always looking for feedback. Anybody who wants to talk to us, because we want you to talk to us. So let us know what you think. What libation should we dive into next? Please comment, ask questions, anything at all that you can think of that pops in your head. You can ask us why the sky is blue. I have an answer for that. 
You can reach us at Designated Drinkers Podcast At gmail.com We're on Instagram At the Designated Drinkers Podcast We're on Twitter At Drinkers Podcast And one day we'll be on Facebook But in the meantime You can email Send us a message DM Just hit us up at all those different platforms And soon we'll be on Every podcast network that you can find hit us up there too please write a review and let us know what you think what we can do better what we can do worse if we are doing worse what we can do better and then we'll come to your house and we'll do a show there and put you in the headlock (laughs) and make you drink all the booze ever i'm just talking but beer bong a gang of frenet i'm just saying shambong if you have something bad to say at least let us know why. But we still want the feedback. So, Ambrosia, my super host, whose show this is, do you have anything to say? I love you all. Okay. Love you all. Kat, thank you so, so much. You brought a lot of light to the subjects that we have going on, and we want to talk about them some more, especially that mental health in the service industry. Absolutely. I'm... That's what I'm I've here for. I've got some guests lined up for that. That's what I'm here for. So, I'm, I'm, with that I'm being said, thank you very much. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers, everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye.